welcome to the Every Cloud podcast by me, Cloudy Price. I'm here to share the silver linings with you. Everyone has experienced a bad situation, whether you've lost someone, failed at something, or received some bad news. It's important to reflect upon these and see the good in the bad, even if it's not apparent at the time. Because at the end of the day, every cloud has a silver lining. Each week, I'll be interviewing a guest about the challenges they have faced and how they've overcome these. Of course, there'll be some giggles and fun stories along the way. So if you've just woken up, you're on your way to work, or you simply just need some positivity, I really hope you enjoy this episode. So today's episode is with Richard Fairley, a singer-songwriter based in London. So Richard spoke to us about how he managed to get signed, his love of music, and a range of different other things. I do recommend you give Richard a follow on Spotify and listen to his music as well. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. So I'm here today with Richard Fairley, and would you like to introduce introduce yourself? So I'm Richard Fairley, I'm a singer-songwriter from... The Midlands, but I live in London now, and I, I write songs and release them as my job, I guess. So how did you get into that? I got into it by, well, like, I've always done music stuff. Yeah. Like, when I was younger, when I was in school, I was in, like, the National Youth Choir, which nice. earlier, and I've done, I've always been doing musical stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've always kind of known what I wanted to do. Like, I know I, knew I wanted to do music. Yeah. Um, and all my mates kind of went off to uni. Yeah. To do their kind of, you know become a lawyer, become a doctor, become a whatever. Yeah. And I thought, I kind of found this degree that was like a songwriting degree. So I thought, nice. why not do that? And then I did that kind of on the side to try to get into the music biz. Yeah. And release some tunes. And they accidentally did all right. And here <laughs> I am. <laughs> Lovely. Accidentally did all right. Yeah. Where did you go to uni? At a place called ICMP nice. in Kilburn. Tell me a bit more about that. So like, it's... um. Basically, right, what happens is each week you've got three different years. So first year, I'm going to deep dive into it. First year, we had to write, I think, five songs a week. Yeah. And we had to do one in our own style. Yeah. One in a different style each, like, week. So you do, like, a grime track, a hip-hop track, a country track, a whatever track. And it got you into writing not just for yourself but for other people. Yeah. And... That was kind of a weekly thing. And then you had a culture class about what's going on in the world and stuff to try and make us read stuff and be a bit educated. <laughs> um, and then second year was that, but kind of like a bit more focused. Like you got briefs for like actual artists. And that's really And cool. like they, they kind of like found low-key people on Spotify. Yeah. And like this is Bob. This is what Bob sounds like. Anthem for Bob. Nice. And... We did that, and then you kind of third year was just find your own artist project. Lovely. I'm doing so, what's your normal week look like? My normal week, like recently, so I just graduated and I've just got myself a record deal with Sony, which is awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, so because of that and my management, and they're setting up with some fucking awesome sessions. Yeah. And it is pretty much like sometimes five days a week, sometimes four days a week, is just writing tunes. So like I'm sending an email by either my A&R, and before I had A&Rs, it was my manager, and he was like, I found this person, do you want to work with this person, I'll check out their stuff, and I'll either be like, they're fucking awesome, or like, keep me away from them. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of, it's a weird experience, you kind of get in a room with a stranger, and you just kind of chat for a bit, and it's like, it's like, I, I kind of get five free counselling sessions. 
<laughs> you kind of like you just like so what's going on in your life like what's going on with your mates what's happening what do you want to write about but it never really works for me like when you go to a session with a stranger sometimes it does you're like right so this happened last week and I'm feeling really bad about this so this is what happened it's, it's better when it's like, yeah, yeah it's better when it just happens organically like you're just talking and they're like yeah. oh yeah that did happen and they can be like fuck me yes and it's in that happening you're like oh that's relatable and then yeah. you find something along the side that you really want to talk about and you can, because I play, I'll either whack out some guitar chords and we'll kind of sing melodies over it, or sometimes I might bring some lyrics, or... Yeah. Yeah, it's different each time. I'll dive deep into it later, because I'm just rambling at you. Yeah, 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 that's good. <laughs> Do you have you ever had, like, a moment when you were like, what was the best lyric, and when does it come to you? Oh, what's the like best a lyric? lyric moment. Oh, my God. See, my phone's over there, so I can't see my notepad, but... Oh. Um, oh, no, I can do this, I can do this. Or your favourite lyric? My favourite lyric? Um, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't exist yet. Yeah, it's coming, it's coming. No, but I think that's cool that's as well. Like, I've yeah. got stuff in, in every someone has this, stuff in their head yeah. that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. And that's cool, but I, just, I don't know. Some of my favourites are like In Shelter. Um, I like empty, empty Your Heart, Empty the Pain That You're Feeling, Empty the Pit in Your Chest and I'm Receiving, just yeah. with how the peas kind of fall. Yeah. But off the top of my head, I don't know. And uh, what's the best part of your job? Best part of my job. Yeah. That I get to... I get to wake up and like think, oh, this is fun. I get to do this. Like I remember last week on Monday, I thought on the Sunday night I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to bed early because I yeah. think I'm up at like ten, heading into some random corner running to write. Yeah. And I got up on Monday, I checked my calendar, and it was Tuesday, not Monday. And I was oh. like, oh <laughs> shit, I'm not, I'm not right today. That's annoying. So did you I do anyway? Yeah, I just picked up my guitar and like messed around for a bit. Yeah. But like the fact I can like wake up. And I'm coming from a very lucky position to be like this, but sometimes I can wake up and be like, oh, wow, I get to write a song to it, that's fun. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's lucky and awesome. That's really fun. Yeah. Is it quite therapeutic, your job? I can really yeah, it can be, but it can be, it can be really hard. Is that a seagull stuck to a... Where? Do you see it there? Like, it's... no, I think it's a sticker. I... Oh, yeah, no, I saw that the other day, actually. Yeah. No, I do know anything. I was thinking, like, is that a seagull, like, trapped <laughs> on a wall? The wall. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it can be therapeutic as fuck, and it can be stressful as fuck. Yeah. Because it depends on the pressure you put on yourself. Like, and it is hard. Like, I paint it out to be like, oh, it's fun, like, sitting in the studio right. But you're meeting a stranger, which is yeah. difficult anyway. And, like, structuring the song and making it sound good is really difficult. Yeah. But it can be really therapeutic. Yeah. But then sometimes when you, like, don't have something you really want to talk about, it can be like, oh, I've got to, like, deep dive into my brain and, like... Yeah. With me, I often decompartmentalise my issues. Yeah. So I don't, like, have to deal with them. Yeah. I found that really funny because so, I knew it was talk. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's my favourite song, just so you know. It's my favourite song. Is it? Yeah, because it was a short... It was a quick turnaround. Was it? How long yeah. did that take you to write? I was with my mate Duncan in his flat, kind of like a space like this. Yeah. And we... It was the first time I'd met Duncan, actually. Yeah. Because... Now your friends because you've got yeah. a song out of it. Yeah. If, if it was But if you didn't well, get a song out of it, we still probably wouldn't make really? it. Really? No, don't yeah. <laughs> Really? Would you take no? What's your favourite song that you've written? Talk. Cool. So, my favourite song that I've written. Ooh, is it? Can I do written and then released? Of course, yeah. Favourite song that I've written, there's, there's a few. That's okay. Um, so, the first one is probably a song called Sober. Yeah. And it's not out yet. Yeah. And it's about, it's really good. I did it with, with Duncan. Yeah. We did a talk with, and um, it's about how 
I am not a dick, but like a bit of a dick to my girlfriend. Because it's about, it's called sober and I don't really drink. It's a metaphor. <laughs> um, but it's, it's about how you can kind of be in love with someone really toxic. And like how it's kind of an addiction. And it was very good for me to write. Because it just put me in my girlfriend's head. Yeah. And I do that quite a lot. It's nice not writing from your perspective. Yeah. But it was like how much... Because like there's, there's some days where I'm just... Because as like I said, I decompartmentalise like everything. Yeah. So I'm not really open with how I'm feeling a lot of the time with her. Yeah. I don't really discuss it. So I can be quite cold sometimes as well. But the song was basically about us from her perspective. Yeah. Which is really cool to write. That's one of my favourites. And another is called Maybe I'm Just a Little Bit Broken which I did with a guy called Kane, who goes by King. And before I was in a session with him, I was a fucking massive fan of his. Oh. He's done those, like, he's done a few Capaldi songs, and he's done a few, like, nice. Plastid songs and Chains Mode and stuff. Fun. And they're all, like, fucking oh, bops. Yeah, um, and you're like, this but, is my bop. Yeah, and I got... I've you got, got your bop. Like, oh, we made a bop. Nice. And it's cool. Um, and it's kind of about the same thing, about how I don't really open up about my emotions. Yeah. I just put them in a song, which, when you think about it, is very weird. It's like I'm living in some sort of, yeah. like, twisted-ass musical. It's basically just... Blackburn and Sons. Yeah, kind of. It's weird. Like that, but yeah. at the same time. Yeah. What's your favourite genre of music? Uh, anything that's good. I think, I think like, <laughs> I think everything's like genre bending now. Yeah. Like, if you look at Billie Eilish's album. I really like Billie like, Eilish. everyone does, man. I know, I went to see her a few months ago. Did Eilish. you? Where was it? In, what's it called? Shepherd's Bush. Shepherd's Bush. My manager's nephew went to see that. Oh, I thought you were about to say you went there. No, I didn't. Honestly, it was one of the most scary experiences of my life. Was it? Because I was so much mosh fitting and I was really yeah. ill. Like, I was so ill. I had a flu, but I was like, there's only one time you're going to go and see Billie Eilish and that's yeah. today. So, yeah. Anyway, back to the questions. Favourite genre? That's What's my favourite genre? I don't have one. Um, I think good melodies and a lot of sub bass and something that means something. I don't think genres matter anymore. Because yeah. Billie Eilish, her album, the main thing that binds it, it's a good link there, I should yeah. go to TV presenting, but the thing that like, binds her album is A, Phoenix's fine production, yeah. and her vocals. So how did you get the record deal? So it's a very long process. Um, so it started off, I've got to start at the beginning. That's okay. It. So I released a song called Give Me Your Love, yeah. which now I don't despise, I just dislike. Yeah. Um, so I released that a while ago. Um, and then basically, I swear this is going to answer another one of your questions, but I'll do it. That's fine. So I released that song and I went into uni and you've got a really cool place called The Hub and an awesome guy called James Brister runs it and he's a lovely fucking guy. Yeah. But I went to him at a bad time because basically what happened was I put my song out. Yeah. And then I was like, first song's out. But I, did, I didn't want to put it out pointlessly, so I, I built like a minuscule fan base on Facebook. Yeah. I did like a cover every Tuesday and yeah. I like boosted it to a certain demographic. So I had like say 400-ish people, no like 200-ish people yeah. that remotely gave a shit. Yeah. So I thought I'm going to have a few people to listen to it, why not put a song out? So I put a song out and then I went to James at the hub and I was like, so man, I've released a song out, I've done it, I've done it. Yeah. How do we like get it to the Spotify team? How do we like get it to the Apple team? How do we? And he was like, oh mate, mate, you're meant to do that like before you release the track. Oh no. And I was like... Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of went home and he said, you can try this thing called Submit Hard where you can submit to playlists to find yeah. curators, but of like smaller playlists. And I was like, okay. So I went home like, I'm a failure. Oh, I've no. got no chance. Oh no. Anyway, that lasted yeah. like a few hours. No, that's like, good. Like, what can I do to like not make it shit? So yeah. what I did, now this sounds very creepy. Yeah. 
but it's not. Yeah. It is. So I went on Spotify and I found artists that made similar shit to me. Yeah. So you can go on the about page. Yeah. And you can see what players they're in. So I went on my Discover Weekly and I tried to find as many artists that were kind of low key. So they went on loads of editorial playlists, but yeah. on smaller playlists. And I found one. And I actually messaged Katie the other day to say like, thanks for doing this. Yeah. There was one artist, I can't remember what his name was, but on the side there was a playlist called Rainy Days by a girl called Kate Pine, yeah. and it had like 20,000 followers. What? I think that's actually how I found you. That's awesome. I'm going to quickly Google this playlist. That is so mad. Not Spotify's playlist. Yeah. Katie came through. Katie, right, playlists. So, I went on lots of artists similar to me and I found playlists that had followers. So, I found this girl called Kate Pine because you can go onto the side of their Spotify, I think I've already said this. So sorry for boring you internet, That's but cool. I went on the side and you can see the playlist and you can see how many monthly listeners those playlists have. So I clicked on one, one was called Rainy Days, and I found Kate Klein's name. So I went on her page and I found Kate Klein's picture. So then I went on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and tried to fucking find Kate Klein. <laughs> found Kate Klein, sent her a message like, hi, I'm trying to do the music thing too. Yeah. I've got a song out, here's a link to it. If you like it, that'd be awesome. It'd be great to put it on your playlist. If yeah. not, no worries at all, have a great day. And I did that, like, a hundred times. To different people? Yeah, to different people. That's like, such a good idea, though. I mean, loads. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> the plan was, like, one will say yes. Yeah. And, like, I don't take offence at all if someone doesn't like my music, like, right. at all. Because, like, everything's subjective. Exactly. Like, I don't care. That's actually, like, art, like, anything. Yeah, any art form, you can't take offence because someone will like it. Exactly. And if they don't, they don't. Um, That's their yeah. problem. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's their problem for hating my creation. Um, but I did that loads and then there was an app called Submit Hub that James told me about and I spent like, I mean a week, like, <laughs> submitting, you can submit to different blogs yeah. and I did that but then they don't always reply and you had to pay to get them to make sure they reply, so hey. I thought, fuck that, I'm going to find their details. <laughs> so <laughs> I went on playlists and I did more stalking and I found some of their emails Yeah. and there's, I just turned into like an internet stalker for like yeah. a while. Yeah, it sounds bad, but it works. <laughs> and then, because I got enough, like, gradual streams and some followers on Spotify, yeah. Spotify added Give Me Your Love into Discover Weekly, which is like an algorithm playlist. It's yeah. one of the kind of playlists you've got on Spotify. So, like, each Monday, it went to, like, a thousand new people. That's so good. And it's still doing that. Oh, um, wow. So, Give Me Your Love came out, mm. and that was kind of the first step. And then the next step was, shit, I need to write a better song. So, I wrote like pretty much a song every other day nice um a lot of them were shit some of them were good and i wrote a song called torn and i took it to my mate aaron <sighs> message aaron anyway i took it to my mate aaron who's a fuck he's a fucking brilliant producer um he works at a studio so he was like really busy so it took him a while to get the tune ready but i took him torn as a guitar demo and at this point i'd only ever done like guitar songs yeah but i was listening to loads of jack garrett and he kind of helped me produce it into this cool ass jack garrett sounding world anyway so that was being made and giving your love was out so this is on to so far gigs now which i was talking about a while ago so i was applying every other week to do a so far gig and i didn't get a slot so that was really irritating i can imagine <laughs> um, so every other week i was like applying like, nope. Oh well, try next week. Maybe next week. Yeah, and I sound like a right internet creep. <laughs> but I kept applying, and then I got a message from someone who worked there yeah. saying, oh, I've just heard Give Me Your Love on like a Discover Weekly place. You want to come do a sofa? <laughs> and I got let in, <laughs> and I did one. And this is the next step. Sorry if I'm rambling here. No, no. Um, this is how I met my manager. Yeah. So I did 
a gig there, it was so far gig, and I remember all the acts there like had loads and loads of Spotify streams, loads and yeah. loads. They had managers, they had teams. Yeah. And I literally didn't bring any friends. You're like, I'm a team of one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I am alone and I will try. So yeah. it was in a room so so far these work, like there's no real mics and it was in the SoFar HQ. I kind of was told by like one of the ladies running us, Oh, can you do a sound check? Yeah. And I was like, I really don't need to do a sound check, like yeah. the room's gonna change when people get in because the density's gonna change. Yeah. So I stood there like singing. And I don't think, I'm pretty sure Phil didn't ask me to do the sound check anyway. Yeah. There was a little dude, not little, he's quite tall actually, but this guy at the back in these like big fuck off cowboy boots, just like watching me sound check. And I sat down next to him and was like, you're really good, your voice is amazing. And I was like, thank you, who are you? <laughs> and it turned out he um, was helping a band called the Texas Gentleman do a little sofa gig. Anyway, we went on several like coffee business chit chat hangout yeah. sessions. And turned out we didn't hate each other. And, like, he, he's pretty much got the same views as me on music. Yeah. Which is, I think, really important. And he's just a nice guy. He's got four kids. He's a family dude. Oh, he's just a nice human. Yeah. Which is more important than anything, really. Yeah, if you're working um, with them. Yeah. And if you're working with closely. Yeah. And it's, like, a daily chit-chat with him. Yeah. Um, and, and he said, I'll get you a record deal in, like, a year. And did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> yes, so. Yeah. Um, and we put out Torn together through his label. Yeah. And that hit some Spotify playlists, like editorial ones, which I like lost my fucking mind over. I live on Spotify, like I love mm-hmm. I just scroll down playlists all the time. Yeah. And like I don't know, I just felt accepted. So that was crazy. And so I released that and then that got on like sad songs and some playlists and then so fast track a bit, I put Shelter out. And when I met Talk when I met Talk, when I put out Talk, a lot of ARs from the question is how I got signed, right? Yeah. That's what we're leading up to. Cool. I think her torn. Yeah. Because the senior players they got me and chit chat cool. to me and they're all lovely people but I didn't like have that like spark. We were gonna put shelter out. But then thanks to Spotify, a lovely lady called Ina who works for Columbia out in Germany, um, she heard Torn on a play on her Discover Weekly. Yeah. And she was flying over because she works with James Arthur, so she was in England anyway. So she thought, Oh we'll have coffee and I like, meet you and she was just awesome. Uh-huh. And like she was, she just got music. Yeah. She had that kind of brain on her, and she was a lovely person. And she just got music. Um, so then she works for the Columbia in Germany. So then they flew me out there. I kind of sung to her, so she knew like I could actually sing. Because, serenaded. Yeah, serenaded the Colombian team in Germany, um, and played to them because like they're gonna suck. Because like at this point, I don't think she'd ever heard me sing live. I oh, really. And like it literally, I don't, I could have been a fucking robot, man. Yeah, I really like the team. And we're working together now, and it's awesome, and we're trying to figure out what, what the next steps are. And Perfect. it's like the start of my career, it feels like. So it's really Yeah, fun. that's exciting, yeah, though. Cool. That's really exciting. And what platform has been most helpful? Spotify has literally started my career mm-hmm. and helped me survive and pay my rent. And um, Instagram is great for me to talk to my fan base and just interact, and it's great. It's great. It's good fun. Yeah, it's good fun. So as you know, this podcast is about happiness. Yes. So, would you describe yourself as an optimist or a pessimist? A realist. Like, it's just, it's a glass, in it? Yeah. Like, if your glass is half full or half empty, it's just a fucking glass. <laughs> like, just, just I, I think I try and, try and stay optimistic. It depends on my mood. Like, some days when I'm, like, really feeling negative, the glass is, like, a burning, spiky pillar of hell. But, like, if I'm all right, it's just... Glass of water. No, it's a glass of cranberry juice. I like cranberry juice. And it's full. <laughs> yeah. And I'm drinking it. But
But um, I don't know. I feel like I'm an optimist, but sometimes that can have its downfalls because when something bad happens, yeah. then it's like, oh, this didn't go how I expected. Yeah. So I think being a realist is actually the best, but like a realist is basically the middle, right? Yeah, Between yeah. It's just an like, optimist this and a pessimist. Yeah. But I feel like the best place to be is like a realist, a bit more towards the optimist side. But I think it I can remember. change depending on the yeah, day. Because sh- yeah, everything does. Exactly. So how do you define happiness? Ooh, I remember this question because on the train here, I was googling cool quotes about <laughs> happiness to try and be That's like, cheating. to try and seem cool. Yeah. And I didn't find any that like, resonated. Being all right with yourself, because there's no point being like this thing will get me happiness. There's no point saying something like the O2 will get me happiness or this Louis Vuitton bag will get me happiness. Just like I think happiness is enjoying the process of whatever you want to achieve. Yeah. And just knowing yourself a little bit, I think. Yeah, there's no answer to no. that. No, also, can you find writing songs? <laughs> Watching Naruto? My dad, I asked my dad that question yesterday. Yeah, and he was like, that my two daughters are healthy and happy and safe. That's amazing. And I was like, that honestly, really loves my heart. So, as you know, in this podcast, we talk about bad situations and how you've seen the good in them. So, have you had any situations like that recently? When I was talking about giving your love, that was one of them, I'd say. Yeah. Like, going in and being like, yeah, you've kind of not done the promo for your song, so I'm going to go anywhere. And then kind of just turn that into a kind of good situation, I guess. Yeah. From my classic internet stalking. <laughs> um, maybe A-levels? Yeah. Like, because I hated school and like being told what to do and what to learn and, and it just didn't sit with me. And I'm pretty sure for my AS levels, are they still a thing, AS levels? I don't think they are anymore. Oh, shit. But I d- Learning is the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. Like, learning anything. But I just didn't like the test aspect of school. Of course, yeah. All the, like, learning stuff I felt wasn't, was not useful to me. Yeah. But I think I did achieve the lowest mark my school's ever got in physics, I know. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, that was a bad moment. But yeah. I kind of just like, what else can I do? And I've always wanted to do music and... The fact that the whole school thing didn't work amazingly for me yeah. kind of gave me the option to do the music thing. Yeah. Oh, gigs I, probably. Gigs. When I had when I had my gap year, and this kind of helped me write from your love a bit. Um, when I had my gap year, so I did A levels and I had a gap year to try and figure out what the fuck I wanted to do with life. Yeah. And I did loads of open mic nights and I ran some and like charged pubs for some money so I could like pay for existing. And um, it was such a shit experience because like. A lot of the time, playing an open mic, no one really gives a shit about you, apart from performers. Because, like, say Fred, who's at the open mic, has gone to the pub to go on a date with Suzanne. Yeah. And they're chatting, or, like, he's catching up with his mates, or, like, he's not really listening to you. And, like, playing to a dead room is, I think, really cool. Because it gave me a load of self-confidence after a heap load of, like, self-loathing. Yeah. Um... And it changed the meaning of Give Me Your Love to me as well because, and that's cool because it made me hate the song less. Yeah. Because Give Me Your Love used to be about a girl in school that I thought I was in love with. But yeah. I thought, like, oh, you're really fit. Um, <laughs> but then it changed into like, just give me attention, music, yeah. please, pop room that no one yeah. cares about. That's kind I've of never what... really thought about that. And like, yeah. as in, I can't imagine performing to a crowd that don't know you. Because you yeah. always think instantly when you think of performing, mm. you always think of performing to a crowd and yeah. to people that they appreciate the yeah. music and know you. But so that's a very new thing to me. Yeah. Because like, when I did the thing, 
that was like, I think one of the first times I performed to a group of people who yeah. A, liked me, B, knew the songs. Yeah. And like, it was mad. And like, October, because I've got my first head on show, it's going to be nuts. Because like, obviously people are hearing songs that don't exist yet. But like, the ones that do exist, they're like... They'll be singing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mad experience. Because normally yeah. it's just like, people staring at you like, oh, yeah, this isn't shit. Yeah. yeah. You've got a nice voice. Or like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. But yeah, for me to like your people is mad. And I can imagine. That would really make me fall in love with it more. Yeah, I can imagine. That would be really good. Yeah. So, how do you look at the positives of the bad situation? I think everything's relative. So, like, put it this way like, social media is a stress. Like, getting, or like, music's a stress. Or like, the bad of a good situation. So, like, writing music every day is basically convincing yourself you're not terrible. That's kind of what it is. And every day you'll feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. So that's, say, a bad situation. Yeah. But, like, I can look at the positive of that because, like, I know for a fact, I think, <laughs> possibly, that, like, say, Shawn Mendes will be thinking, like, the same thing. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know, Dua Lipa or, like, yeah. the Chainsmokers or, like, whatever tier you're at in your journey, you're always thinking, there's always, you know, oh, I can prove this or I can... So there's no... There's no point getting down about something that will either come with time or that you can't control. Because a lot of negative things you can't control yet. And if you can, just do something about it. And change it. Yeah, like if you, I don't know, I can only talk about music because that's what I really do. But like, yeah. if you've done something, if you put something out and you're like, oh, no one's listening to it, then just message a thousand influencers. And I mean like a yeah. thousand influencers. And like one might reply. Yeah. Or like just get the word out somewhere and then yeah. because you're doing something and being proactive you then forget about oh I'm, this isn't a great situation but um, yeah i think everything's perspective yeah, yeah and i think a lot of the time when you compare yourself to other people you forget yeah. that they're just a person as well exactly the person that you aspire to be or mm. that you look up to you forget that they have most likely been where you are yeah. and a lot of the time people aren't just given the situation yeah. even when you Good think word, okay Maybe they have, they've had an advantage, but they still have things that they've then had to overcome. Exactly. So really, you're all in the same boat, and they might be like 10 steps ahead of you, mm. but you'll get there if you continue. Yeah. And if you're just sat there thinking, I oh, think, think yeah. jealousy is just kind of misplaced. Yeah. Admiration, because like, it's important to, and I'm trying to still learn this skill to be genuinely happy for people. Yeah. Because like, you don't know what they've done to get there. Like, yeah. you might see, oh, 10,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. Millions of streams and whatnot. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, millions of podcast views. Yeah. But like, they have worked to get to that point. Exactly. You don't, you don't know what's going on. So but, you can't yeah. judge that. You just praise it. Everyone's got their own timeline. So yeah. just appreciate others around you doing theirs. Yeah. And be genuinely happy for them. Because like, Definitely. they're working for it, you know? Yeah. And, and I think often yeah. when you can spot others... Well, like you're open to... Think, yeah, when you're like supporting other people yeah. and being positive for them, like helping them, or yeah. you know, they're more likely yeah, to like, do the same to you. I scratch your back, you scratch mine, but yeah. you're non kind of something. You don't way. really think about it, yeah. but then when you think about the people that probably like helped you along the way, yeah. you'll probably help them. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, if you, yeah, yeah. why wouldn't you? It's just human nature, nature. Yeah. yeah. So, I think 
Yeah, and I think it's sometimes, like, I've had a few conversations like this on the podcast already, yeah. but somebody said that they had entered a competition yeah. and their friend had as well, and their friend had won, yeah. and they didn't even get into the, like, the finals or something. Yeah. And I think it's difficult sometimes when you're in the same ship almost yeah. to not feel jealous. I think at the same time, when you can help them, if they're in, especially if they're in the same industry, mm. they might even be able to help you in the future. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. Good old business brain you got there. Thanks. But it's good. Thanks. How do you keep a positive mindset? I, ju- I just, I think I'm quite a positive person, but then anything I've got that's negative, I kind of write a song about, and yeah. it's kind of gone. Do you think that really helps you yeah. stay positive? Yeah, like, if I didn't write songs, they'd probably be really fucked up. <laughs> um, so how important do you think it is to address downfalls and negatives in your life? Really important, because then you won't understand the positives. If you don't, that sounds cheesy as fuck, but if you don't understand negative moments, you're not ever going to really experience happiness. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important. I think people, I don't know. I'm lucky because I do it pretty much daily. Um, yeah. Because it's my job, I guess. But, um, oh, like, really important. Like, if you physically say your problems and yeah. physically voice them and they become a real thing and then someone else is like, oh, mate, same. You're like, maybe I'm not crazy. Like, it's just sharing issues and sharing problems and sharing what you're going through. Because I, I wouldn't go to my mates and be like, oh, my God, this should happen. But... I'll go to a stranger in a session or like a friend in a session <laughs> and talk about it yeah. and offload. And I think it's really important to, to kind of not seem like it's, it's not healthy to seem to other people like you're indestructible. Yeah. And like talking about your issues when you're comfortable and who you're comfortable to and like the, the way you want to do it is important because offloading, if you just bottle all your issues up and all the downfalls and all the bad moments, then you're going to just really damage yourself. Yeah. Like if you're not, using some outlet to get them out and they're all bottled up, then even the tiniest thing can just tip you over the edge. If everything's easy for you, you're not gonna really become stronger. Yeah. And like yeah. there is a there, you know, there's always another side of the, the the bad moment. Exactly. So like that's what I kinda of said about loving the process, like it's bad now, but it might get better. Yeah. And if you do the right stuff it will get better. And then you'll know how better feels because you've been through not better. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like exactly. Right. It, growing up's hard. Like my mum always said that to me. It's like growing up is difficult, Richard. And like it is. I don't know whether you're a student and you're trying to pay rent, or whether you're like a multimillionaire and you've been paying mortgage on a house that is like bougie as tits, but you can't move in yet, or something. Or like everyone has shit going on. Yeah. It's just normal. Yeah. And knowing that everyone has shit going on is so important because then that will make you feel less woeful yeah. about your own shit. Completely. But I also think that makes you want to be so nice to people. Mm. It does to me anyway. Like, yeah. Because you know that everyone has... You never know the right narrative. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what decision have you made in your life that has led to unexpected happiness? This sounds weird. Yeah. Talking to strangers on the tube. That's really nice. Um, People don't do that enough. Nah, I, I, I just like talking to random fuckers <laughs> on the tube. Like, um, it's cool because I'm in a bubble of music. Yeah. And a bubble of my girlfriend's mates who go to uni and my mates who are like just finishing uni and trying to figure out what I want to do. And like, that's all I'm exposed to. So I think just talking to a random fucking stranger, like, have a day. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, you're a, you're a dog salesman. Awesome. What are you <laughs> doing? Like, it's just, it's cool seeing what other people do and mm. like I think the more people you meet the more you learn and yeah. that can only benefit you yeah good shout there's probably a better answer to that but that's one of that's a good answer <laughs> cool
What limits your happiness or has done in the past? What limits my happiness? Self-doubt, probably. Yeah? Um, just thinking your shit. I think that's what limits most of my happiness. But then I'm, I don't know, I'm quite a positive person in general. Because yeah. I know I said I'm a realist, but I, I am. But, like, I'm quite positive. More because, on the positive side of realism. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of what said, like, because, like, there's no point stressing about... What could happen and be bad. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm saying this from a very, like, um, ignorant stance. I've only experienced what I've experienced. Yeah. So, you know. So what three things make <laughs> you happiest? Probably my girlfriend. Nice. That's, that's always good. Yeah, girlfriend, good parents, family, all that. Um, because I can, like, I live with her now. And I can completely, um, what's the word? Um, oh, what's the word? Take her for granted. Yeah. Because she's there all the time. And there's days where I, like, forget. <laughs> like, she's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. But there was a day where, like, I was busy doing loads of things. And I was, like, really stressed. I was like, oh, I just want to chill with Ken for a bit. For her to kind of... She's good at kind of just keeping me chilled. Um, what else would you happiness? It sounds simple. Being alone. That's a nice one, actually. I love just being on my own. And, like, playing FIFA. Or just sat listening to music. Or just being alone. Um, music obviously brings me happiness, but I'm not going to count that because... No, you can't count that. No, it's a cop-out. That's out, like your man. job. Yeah, it's a cop-out. Yes, um, so. Football brings yeah. me lots of happiness because like, I've started now. This is quite a random thing. Like, I don't have loads and loads of friends. So me and my dad, me and my mate Dan, my best friend Dan. I was about to say me and my dad. Yeah, I feel like um, Yeah, me and my best friend Dan. There's a power league like right next to my flat. So we started having like kickabouts. Yeah. I was like, I want to have like a football team. I want to like play football. So I went, my girlfriend works in an ice cream shop really nearby. So I like, kind of just found all the people there who like football. And I was like, come play with me on Sunday. And they started playing with me on Sunday. And then, like, if you want something, make yeah, it happen. It's nice, it's nice having a hobby. Like music is fucking awesome. And it's the main thing I love. Like I get so excited. Like every Friday when there's like new music, I'm like, what are they doing? Like, what's new this music Friday. Yeah. New Friday is my fucking life. I love it. But it's fun, like, on Sunday, just playing football. And, like, talking. When you talk to people when you're playing football... Yeah. And they're not music people either. It's just, like, how's ice cream selling going? Or, like, oh, did you see a game? Or, like, football's... Because <laughs> it's just... You just talk about football. Yeah. And you don't talk about... Work. Yeah, you don't talk about that shit. Because yeah. you're playing football. Despite you love work. Yeah, you know, I love music. work. I love work. But it's so important to have hobbies. Yeah. And now my hobbies become my job. Yeah. Well, for now, it's become my job. Hopefully, I can sustain it being my job. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Is that three things or already? You, like you can have as many as you like, but I feel like three. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. That's good. Do you have any last words of happiness? Any last words of happiness? Do something that makes you happy, like at least once a day. That's really important, I think. Yeah. Whether that is like, and I think it's important to like not feel judged on what makes you happy. Like if being sat on your ass, like I have a girl, my girlfriend, for doing this all the time. She will sit on her ass and watch fucking family vloggers loads. But like, it makes it happy. Yeah. So like, if you enjoy doing something, yeah, do it and don't really give a fuck what people say. Make the most of your life. Yeah, make your existing. Your like, yeah. Do shit you enjoy while you're existing. Definitely. And like, it doesn't matter what that is. Like, just do that. Don't be a bad end to people, and then you're sorted. Good. Perfect. Yeah. Thank there you so go. much. <laughs> don't worry about it. Lovely speaking to you, and I'll see you in October at your show. I had so much fun recording with Richard and I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode too. If you have any of your own stories to share about happiness or positivity, please send them over to me on Instagram at everycloudpodcast. 
don't forget to like subscribe and comment on the podcast as well and like always there'll be another episode next wednesday with a new guest so that's it for now and i hope you have a lovely rest of your week bye